We've made it, everybody. The start of the 2023-24 NHL season is here. Nashville Predators play the Tampa Bay Lightning to open the season this afternoon. Preview of that game, plus what our fan base thinks is going to happen this season. We'll break it down on today's Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, as always, want to start out with a special hello to our loyal Lockdown Pred heads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys. We appreciate the support you give us week after week. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at the Hockey News. Today's episode also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Uh, and this is the one day a year uh, that I like to imagine little cherubs flying around with trumpets blaring majestically. Yes. Uh, there is a heavenly church choir somewhere singing uh, Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Um, it just all kinds of, Fanfare. I don't know, it inserts some other sort of majestic yeah. thing right there. And that's because the NHL season is finally here. We made it through the off season. We're and- back, baby. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hockey I was like, back. we should sing. It's the most wonderful time of the year, but I think probably our listeners are still trying to recover from yesterday's Les Miserables misery. So I'm not going to sing it, but know in my mind, I am humming. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There is something amazing about waking up on the first day of the regular season of the NHL, baby. Yeah. Uh, And the Preds have a big one today uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning, a afternoon game, 430 Central, the first game of the season. It's going to be on ESPN for all to cherish and see uh so big spot and for the preds early on this season uh to really sort of highlight the changes they've made this off season uh there's no easy you know we talked about it when we looked at the schedule earlier this year not really any chance to kind of ease into no. the season uh just because of the sheer amount of really good teams that are on the schedule early and it starts with the lightning today, what are you looking for in this game? You know, it's kind of hard to predict what you're looking for, because I know in talking with Andrew Brunette yesterday, he's like, we're not where we want to be. But here's what I will say about the Nashville Predators. They are trending in the right direction. And everybody in that locker room feels that way. So for me, it's almost not so much about the outcome, although the outcome very much matters today. But it is about, is this team continuing to get better? Are they continuing to be more comfortable with this new system? Are they continuing to be more comfortable playing a fast-paced game? And if that's something you're measuring, Tampa Bay is a great team to put yourself up against and say, hey, 
can we play a fast paced game? Because, you know, that's a little bit what Tampa Bay has been known for in recent seasons. So for me, it's can they keep up? You know, will Tampa Bay wear them down? Will game pace wear them down? Or will the Nashville Predators still be skating hard, fast in into the third period? So for me, that's kind of my measuring stick today. What about yeah, you? I'm with you there. I think the big thing for the Nashville Predators to kind of keep in mind is I think there's still going to be a lot of kind of trial and error, mm-hmm. uh, shuffling. You know, maybe the line blender comes out. Uh, for the first couple weeks of the regular season, just because I think Andrew Burnett is still playing uh, a lot of things by ear. Uh, We looked at, you know, the line combinations and the rushes in practice yesterday. um, And it was interesting because, you know, you would see the, you know, the, the top four uh, lines and the top three skaters and be like, okay, this is the, uh, like, this is, this is our combination. This is going to be like the lines for opening night. Uh, but then you, you know, have Samuel Fagimo and Michael McCarron, who weren't in that top four, right? You know, taking penalty killing, uh, like you know, one of the top two penalty killing units, and then uh, Dante Fabro, who wasn't in the top six for defensemen, was taking some special teams minutes. So um, it, it's interesting because I get the sense that you know, even this opening night roster, Andrew Burnett might be looking at and being like, okay, like. Let's let's see what we got here. Let's you know even the line rushes from yesterday may not be one hundred percent what we see a hundred percent of the time tonight against Tampa Bay, and I think you might see that over the course of the first few games. You know, right. you might have a game uh, where the bottom line is. I think yesterday it was Yakov Trenin, Colton Sissons, and Cole Smith. Mm-hmm. You might have Michael McCarron rotate in there. Uh, Kiefer Sherwood was skating on the second line or, you know, one of the two second lines, if you want to say it, with uh, Cody Glass and Gustav Nyquist. You may see him uh, maybe healthy scratched a couple games from now and Carl Fagimo gets more playing time once he sort of acclimates to the team, gets his feet wet, understands the system a little better. So I think you're just going to see, you know, I, I think kind of a hodgepodge of a lineup these first few games, just so Andrew Burnett can be like, okay, I've had a chance to see everybody. I've had a chance to see a few different situations. What is going to be the consistent 82 game sort of, you know, it's sort of strategy to get right. going. And then you can start having guys build some chemistry. Yeah. This is still going to very much be a Nashville Predators team in the evaluation process. You know, you just can't um, come in clean slate with everybody with such an upturned roster. Even if you didn't have a new head coach, this is still such a different roster than the Predators have relied on the last couple of seasons. So the Predators are still in the evaluation process. I 100% agree with you. We did get to see certain line rushes yesterday at practice, but I wouldn't bet my bottom dollar that that is 100% what the lines will be to start the game. And I sure wouldn't do it that those are going to be the line combinations when we finish the game. So Andrew Burnett is going to be doing some tinkering with lines and and that's just the right thing for him to be doing at this point with the team. So it'll be interesting to see who starts. It will be very interesting to see what the combinations are when this game is over, you know, how he adjusts things depending on how the lines are going. So 
There's so much to be watching for tonight, uh, this afternoon. Not tonight, y'all. I meant yeah. this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One thing. One thing I will say, and uh, if you look over in the Tampa Bay, they also are kind of dealing with a little bit of shuffling uh, at the moment. Andre Vasilevsky is going to be out for you know probably the first month or two of the season at least. They have a lot of different faces. In that lineup, you know, Tyler Mott coming in, Connor Sheary, Luke Glendening, uh, our old buddy Austin Watson, who just made the team. Did just so, you know, they're also a team that may take a while to figure some things out. So, with that in mind, and I'm looking at this, is this maybe a prime opportunity for the Preds to come in and make a statement early on the road? against a Tampa team that a lot of people think, especially with no Vasilevsky, hmm. might be, you know, sort of a shell of the Tampa Bay Lightning team we've seen over the past five years or so. Yeah, this is an opportunity for the Nashville Predators. And I agree with what you're saying. When you remove Vasilevsky from this roster, it's very much the same thing as removing UC Soros from the roster in the sense that such a key part of the success of the team is Andre Vasilevsky. So what are, you know, what are the Tampa Bay Lightning going to do? We've seen them a little bit in preseason. But some of those games, they were also sorting out their rosters. They had several PTO players that they wanted to get a look at. So I agree with you. Th you know, this is going to be a really interesting game tonight, this afternoon. Why am I doing that? This no, afternoon. We can record this whole thing over again. <laughs> now, just everybody hear me when I say 4.30 Central Time yeah. this afternoon. It's going to be such an interesting game because there are just some dynamics for both of the teams and, and the door is open a crack for the Nashville Predators. And let me tell you something, this team, the Predators team may not have everything nailed down systems wise. They may tinker with their roster, but that is a confident locker room. Yes. You know, that is a confident locker room 100%. that is so ready to take the ice in the regular season. And they're not intimidated. And I will say the Predators went on the road for their second preseason or game against Tampa Bay. That was the one that was kind of the normal lineup. Right. Uh, other than the final score, the Predators dominated pretty much every aspect yeah. of that game. Outshot them by 20 shots. Uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe that built some uh, confidence for this young Predators team. So we'll see. Uh, tomorrow on the Locked On Predators podcast, we're going to break down the results of the uh, Tampa Bay Nashville game. Full recap, including the return and come on now. One word to describe the game. Can't so wait. that's coming up. Uh, well, actually, I guess you'll be doing it. I'll be doing here, it. But yeah, but you'll have fun breaking down the game. I will. I'm I sure. Will. So tune in for tomorrow. Plenty more to get to today, though. It's for the second year in a row. We have our annual preseason fan poll. Love we asked it. some questions about the direction of the Preds. We're going to get into your responses coming up in just one second. But first, want to mention today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Going to sporting events, concerts, theater, all that good stuff, that's awesome. That's fun. That is a great way to spend the night. Having to shop and actually buy the tickets to those things, that sucks. There's so many hidden fees. You never know exactly where your seats are. It can get super stressful. 
that is where game time comes in. Game time makes it so you don't have to worry about when you're buying tickets to your next big event. And that's because game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events. Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat exactly where it's going to be before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive make sure there's not some giant pole sitting in front of your view and the all-in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without all the hidden fees and the best thing about it is that you can buy your tickets with just two taps on your phone that's it so take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app Create an account and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, and for the second year in a row, we have our pre-season poll. Yes. This is one of the, we did this last year and a lot of our viewers had a lot of fun with it. Basically, we just kind of put up a Twitter poll um, going through seven key questions Mm -hmm. on the Nashville Predators season. We'd let you vote on it. And uh, just to kind of give us a little bit of an idea of where you guys are, where you see the team, some interesting results here, Anne. Yeah, some of them I'm super excited about. Some of them I'm like, I feel like we need to sit down and have a talk. So that's what we're going to do this episode. We're going to go through your answers and kind of weigh in on where Nick and I see this going. But it is good to get a pulse. You know, we we get a read of like, okay, where are y'all in all of this? So let's let's go ahead and start with the first question with which I'm concerned. (laughs) The first one was number one. What are your realistic expectations for the Preds this season? Uh, The options we gave you are surprise deep playoff run, sneak into the postseason, just barely miss the playoffs, like one of the first like two, three out, or just absolute tank season, Mm -hmm. way out of the playoff picture. Yeah. Uh, The winner of this poll, and with 44% of the vote, sneak into the postseason. And I will also kind of add, the second, by a large margin, yes. uh, 35% of the vote was just barely missed the playoffs. Uh, so we have about 80% of the vote thinking they're going to be kind of right on that line where they've been uh, the past couple of years ago. Yeah, I think this is really interesting. And I'm a little like, I'm not sure what to say about this because I do think that the Nashville Predators are going to finish this season very similar to how they finished last season. I think they're going to battle down the stretch. But when we phrase the question, what are your realistic expectations? The fact that 9% of you are like surprised deep playoff run. I'm like, oh, sweetie. Oh. Um Hey, if that's if that's your expectations, more power to you, my friend. But it's the word realistic ahead of the oh. word expectation. So, but I'm a little here's here's my little just my little hitch in the giddy up on this one is that I think that the realistic expectation is that the Predators are going to finish very similar to where they did last year. And it was just a game or so difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. But I think the fan base might want to be careful not to say we're going to make it into the playoffs 
because I would hate for the fan base to feel disappointed if that didn't happen, because this team is, I think the team is going to be headed in the right direction. And I think this season is about trajectory almost more than it is about making the postseason. So mm -hmm. there's just the little bit of concern I have about like that expectation that, you know, Hey, we're going to sneak into the postseason. I would love it. I wouldn't be shocked if it happened, but maybe I wouldn't set your expectations there and then feel disappointed if yeah. it ends the way it ended last season. Yeah. There, there's a little bit that can go a long way here. Like if the Preds are right yeah. on that line, like they finished ninth uh, again, but you know, Tommy Novak is leading the team in scoring and Luke Evangelista and Phil Tomasino are, you know, high scoring and kind of carrying the team and Phil Forsberg is back to where he was. Right. Then, then you can look at and say like, okay, like we, we got something here. Like we're, we're moving in the right direction because all these young players who are trying to invest in and build around, they're the ones carrying the team. So right. I'm with you. I, I would say, you know, regardless of finish, uh, you're kind of looking more into like maybe the individual storylines and, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, question number two. number two. This is another blowout. Uh, of the new additions, which do you think will have the biggest impact on the Preds this year? Uh, we had Ryan O'Reilly, Luke Shen, Gustav Nyquist, and Carl Fagimo. Sammy Fagimo. Just Sammy Fagimo. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why I had Carl on there because it's Carl I, Philip Forsberg, and it just bleeds over. I, I keep wanting to call him Carl. I think I called him Carl in another podcast. That's okay. Whatever. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly, eighty-four percent of the vote. Yeah, no, no question there. Anna. No question here. I could do an entire podcast, and you know what? When you're on vacation, it may happen. I could do an entire podcast on just how impressed I am and what a contributor already in preseason, in training camp, what a difference maker Ryan O'Reilly is on and off the ice. So I feel like this fan base has nailed it, you know, and I, and I know, you know, when the Predators signed him, there was some talk about, well, you know, he quit on Buffalo and, you know, he's not who he once was and he's older player and you're paying money for a guy that's, you know, on the downward slide. Let me tell you something. Ryan O'Reilly is not picking up what any of those people are putting down. Mm -hmm. um, this, this, this guy is such a difference maker. And I, and I don't even know how to quantify it. I don't know how to explain it, except he has a presence in the locker room and it is not like a dominating presence. He has not come in and been like Roman Yossi, take a seat. Ryan O'Reilly's here now. Yeah. There's none of that. There's none of that. But this guy is a temperature changer in this locker room. He is a game changer on the ice. He and Ryan McDonough yesterday were named alternate captains with Roman Yossi, which is there a better leadership group in the NHL? I don't know. I don't yeah. know that there is. Yeah. So yeah, just, I cannot emphasize enough how much I have been impressed with what Ryan O'Reilly brings to this team. I, you know, and Barry, Barry Trotz said it, but you know, he's also selling it. Well, I'm buying Barry Trotz. Here's my money. I'm buying. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm with you. I think that's yeah. that's for sure. Uh, the the most high impact one. Um, there's a couple of these that are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so let's save some for after the break, and then we will rapid fire uh, through the remaining five. Yeah. 
Now, if you are excited about the NHL season starting, you may also be a cross-pollinating sports fan who has loved watching some NFL. And if that is you, you can snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $200 in bonus bets, whether you win or lose. So if you have been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. Look, this is an app that is so easy to use. You have a wide range of betting options. You could do spreads. You could do player props. You could do over-unders. You know, Tennessee Titans are traveling to London. You feel like Derrick Henry, the king, is going to flourish in that environment? Look out, Charles. Then place a bet using FanDuel. You can go to fanduel.com slash locked on and you can kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. All right, Ann, let's uh, rapid fire through some okay. of these questions here. Yeah. Uh, question number three, what is your biggest concern with the Preds headed into the season? Uh, we had lack of scoring, team defense, regression from veterans and injury concerns, 58% uh, lack of scoring, uh, followed by 21% team defense and then 10% each, about 10% each for regression and injury concerns. And yeah, you know, we talked about this lack of scoring. That's, that's kind of going to be the big key. How do you replace, um, you know, Matt Duchesne? How do you replace Ryan Johansson? Even to an extent, how do you replace somebody like Mikhail Granlund who had 60 points, uh, a couple of years ago? How do you replace Tanner Janot who had 24 goals a couple of years right. ago? So there's a lot of key contributors on this team that aren't there anymore. And, you know, you, you talk about Ryan O'Reilly goal scoring, you know, he's never been like a high goal scorer. Gustav Nyquist, not the player he once was. So the players they brought in, they don't scream like, oh, this is like a parallel, you know, replacement right. for any of those guys. It, it's more of, you know, trying to uplift some of the younger people around them. And that's that's going to be the question is, is there enough to kind of allow that to happen? Have you done enough to put talent around like Tommy Novak right. and, you know, Luke Evangelista and Phil Tomasino that they can kind of rise up and take some of that responsibility on their shoulders? That's going to be the big question to me. And I think a big question for a lot of fans. And that may determine where the Preds finish this year. Yeah, I agree. And I think so much of the offensive pressure, of course, falls on Philip Forsberg. He's sort of the leader of that offense. But I agree with you. For the Predators to get the kind of scoring they need, it's your Yuso Parson and it's your Tommy Novak. It is your Luke Evangelista. So a lot of that scoring pressure is going to fall on the younger players this season. And, you know, they're they're growing through it. So I would agree with this one. I, I think, you know, scoring is a, is a big concern. But let's see what happens. Let's see what happens with these young players. Yeah, with you on Philip Forsberg and a lot of our viewers are too because number four yeah. was which returning player will receive the biggest boost thanks to Andrew Burnett's new system. Uh, Philip Forsberg was the number one choice with 38%, uh, followed by Cody Glass at 29%, Tommy yeah. Novak uh, just, half, just about 26%. The bigger thing here is the last place finisher, and which is yeah. Roman Yossi, only 7%. It's funny because this is a guy that I think, like, you know, kind of looking at what Andrew Burnett's done 
with players like Dougie Hamilton and, you know, Aaron Ekblad, they each had their best offensive seasons when Andrew Burnett was, you know, either the number one or number two guy on the bench. Kind of surprised more people didn't pick him. Yeah, I was too. And I don't know if it's that they feel like Roman Yossi is going to kind of stay where he is and not get a boost from it. I don't know. Uh, But I do think that Roman Yossi is going to be a benefactor from this, not just at five on five play, but I do think on the power play as well. I think kind of the way that he is constructing the power play, you're going to see Roman Yossi uh, being an important part of scoring on the power play. Also, don't underestimate Gustav Nyquist with Cody Glass. There is something happening there, y'all. And if that takes off, that's going to be big for Glass. They're a good split. Uh, I think they complement each other very well. Gustav Nyquist, fast, maybe not much of a two-way game. Cody Glass, a little bit more methodical and a two-way game. I think they're going to complement each other very well. Yeah. Uh, Here's another blowout question. Uh, Which player not currently on the Preds NHL roster will wind up having the biggest impact in the NHL by the end of the season. Uh, 76% of the vote. Come on now. Joachim Kamel. <laughs> and it's hard to argue that. It's hard to argue that with what we've seen in the preseason. Uh, Spencer Stasny, Mark Delgaizo, and Yaroslav Skarov were our other options. But if Joachim Kamel kind of gets a little bit more time in Milwaukee. If for whatever reason he ends up being called up to Nashville, I think it's going to be real fun, y'all. I think he it could be very, very fun, especially if he is called up and put on a line that has established chemistry and he can kind of just slot into a comfortable spot where like the growth has kind of happened and they've settled in. So <clears throat> keep an eye on that, but also would love to see Mark Delgaizo in Nashville this season. And you know, I love Spencer Stasny. Spencer Stasny to me is what's that commercial with the guy that drinks that foreign beer? And he's like, he is the most interesting man in the world. Oh, Dos Equis. Dos Equis. That is who Spencer Stasny is, like on and off the ice. Kid's fascinating. I'm also gonna, just going to throw out, he did not look ready. Like he did, like he looked like ready to go. Like he was, like he would have been, like if he would have been in the opening night roster, you wouldn't have been like, oh yeah, I don't know about that. Oh yeah. Like he, he looked like he was like, you know, to go ahead and, and take yeah. that spot. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. Yes. Uh, Spencer Stessy and Yaroslav Askarov were pretty much tied for the next highest votes. And then Mark Delgaizo, um, who I still think might get a call up this year. I would love it. Here yeah. For it. Uh, we got two more. This is the juicy one. And all right. So what, go, go ahead. ahead. You, oh, you what are, on this. this one hurts my heart. So I'm going to read the question and then you discuss because I'm not even here for this discussion. All what right. are the odds UC Soros is dealt either at the trade deadline or the ensuing offseason? Uh, 54% of you said the odds are low, but there's still a chance, y'all. Uh, 22% said zero, zero chance. He is our future. 19% said eh, it could happen. If Askarov's ready, 3% of you voted, oh, he gone. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. The The situation around goalies in general in the NHL is so tough because it, it just kind of feels like teams are hesitant to really give like that big money, like big package deal for like somebody else's goalie. You know, we've seen that go very badly with, you know, team like, you know, 
the Florida Panthers shelling out like, you know, $10 million for Sergey Bobrovsky worked out in the playoffs last year, but before that, a lot of people were just saying, yeah, one of the, one of the worst contracts in the NHL. Yeah. Um, we've seen, you know, you know, trades, you know, for franchise goalies go, go very bad. And I just think that you're going to need a massive, like Matthew Kachuk game changing esque deal to convince the Nashville Predators to give up to UC Soros or give up UC Soros. Right. And, and I don't see that happening. And yeah. so I think it's more of, you know, I, I think that's why I say low, he's still a chance that that would have been my pick mm-hmm. um, is, is just because I think that there's not going to be anybody that wants to give the predators what UC Soros is worth. And the predators are going to be like, huh, okay, well then we'll just keep right. uh, the, one of the best three goalies in the NHL right now. That's right. our good consolation prize, I guess. Well, um, and if so, anybody, so, yeah. if anybody is going to pay UC Soros what he's worth, it needs to be the Nashville Predators. <laughs> so, sure. I mean, after uh, we saw um, Hellebuck's contract, you know what? Just just pay the man, pay UC Soros. Yeah, and, and that's another one. Like Connor Hellebuck looked like he was gone. Like there gone, was just a baby. lot of teams that were like, "Oh, he's he going to go to LA, or you know, yeah. he's going to write out his contract and then go to New Jersey or something like that." And yeah, I mean, he he wound up staying. Uh, last question, Anne. Uh, what is your current confidence in the direction of the team under Barry Trotz and Andrew Burnett? Sixty-two percent cautiously optimistic. Compare that to uh, about thirty-three percent all in, mm-hmm. aka one hundred percent. You love what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, only five percent combined between not great but willing to be open and then just no confidence at all so yeah people feel like they're sort of liking what they're seeing so far yeah and here's what i will say we are optimists at heart y'all we're we're we are i really like what i have seen and heard from andrew brunette and what buried the moves barry trotz has made so far, obviously, first day of the regular season. So we'll see how this pans out. But I feel good about what's going on. I think the timeline, like, let's be patient with the timeline. But my own personal opinion, I feel good about what's happening here in Nashville. And it's going to be, it is going to be a lot of fun to watch this team grow. There's going to be growing pains, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, there's a couple of things that, you know, even like some of the moves, like maybe I didn't super agree with. Uh-huh. Um, I could at least see like in the big picture what Burnett and Trotz are going for. Right. Uh, in making those moves. So that's why I'm like, okay, like I'm, I'm willing to see like what direction this goes. And I also think this season is just the beginning. And I think there's going to be a lot of uh, changes ahead for Very the National Brothers this year. True. Yeah. Uh, So that is our fan poll. Uh, We want to hear what you guys think. Drop any additional comments on our YouTube page or tweet us at LO underscore Predators. Also on Facebook and Instagram, uh, just search Lockdown Predators. And however you're listening, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you always know when we have fresh content out for you. That's going to do it for us on today's Lockdown Predators podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back tomorrow with Preds Lightning Recap. We'll see you then.